Well, today you're listening to Born on This Day podcast, and it's January 22nd. I'm Marco Timpano. And I am Bill Antoniou. And Bill, today I want to wish anyone who's listening who's a grandfather, happy Grandfather's Day in Poland. Oh, happy Grandfather Day. How do you say grandfather in Poland again? Uh, babushka? I have no idea. Oh, babushka is a um, jet uh, because of Babushka's grandmother, yeah. Right, right. Um, we'd, have to ask, we'd have to ask Bobby Vinton, uh, Bill. Uh, you know, I loved Bobby Vinton because he sang a song in Polish. You know that song that he sang? Yeah, he oh. sang, um, uh, means that I love you so. And then he sings the words in, in, in Polish, mm-hmm. uh, one of his big hits. But when I was a kid, there was all these variety shows at the time, right? Yeah. And he was always a guest and he would sing this song in Polish. And I was like, I, I just love this guy. And my That's, parents would always look at me like. Polish? Yeah, Bobby Vinton is Polish. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Not as well today. Martha Stewart, though she's probably the most famous pole in the entire world. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe the Pope. Maybe John Paul maybe II was. Right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, happy birthday to all of their grandfathers. Happy Grandfather Day, I should say. That's right. If you were born today on Grandfather's Day in Poland, you are empathetic, revolutionary, and ingenious. Supposedly, Bill, these people embody the true spirit of Aquarius. They are good at expressing their emotions, Bill. Or not very good, as the script says. Oh, sorry, they're not very good. Well, Marco, Diane Lane has been declared by me the most beautiful woman who ever lived. Her career going back to her teen years when she caught critical notice in the charming 1979 film A Little Romance, then appeared in the Francis Ford Coppola films The Outsiders, Rumblefish, and The Cotton Club, and the 1984 film Streets of Fire. Moving to France when she married Christopher Lambert and raising a child with him slowed down her Hollywood career, but she still appeared in films like Vital Signs, Chaplin, and Judge Dredd. Then, following their divorce, in 2002, she scored a major comeback with her performance in the sexy hit thriller Unfaithful, for which she was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actress. Roles followed in Hollywood Land, Secretariat, and Man of Steel. In 2018, she joined the cast of House of Cards and appeared on The Romanoffs, and this year co-stars with her Superman cast member Kevin Costner in the drama Let Him Go. Let Her Go? She was born on this day in New York City, New York in 1965. I'm surprised to hear that you think she's the most beautiful the woman. most beautiful wow. woman okay. ever. And every time I watch her in anything, I can't stop thinking about how much I love watching her. And not just physically. I think she's right. just someone who, who just is so... Uh, just something about her comes alive on camera. She's just wonderful. Oh, wow. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, at age 13, Linda Blair auditioned for the role of Reagan in The Exorcist and was worried that her mother would find out that she had uttered all the bad words in the script. She landed the role in what turned out to be the biggest hit film yet released, earning an Oscar nomination and winning a Golden Globe for her performance. Roles in Airport 1975 and Victory at and Teb pointed to a promising career as she neared adulthood, but the disastrous results of the Exorcist sequel in 1977 and her being arrested in real life for cocaine possession stalled her hopes of stardom, and she was soon relegated to a series of B-quality grindhouse movies for many years, including Hell Night, Chained Heat, and Savage Streets. She appeared on stage in in the Broadway revival of Grease and hosted the Fox Family series Scariest Places on Earth which ran for six years, and she was born on this day in St. Louis, Missouri in 1959. 
Captain Howdy, that's not very nice. That's what I always think of her in The Exorcist, that voice of hers. Uh, Gabriel Macht made his film debut at eight years old in the film Why Would I Lie, then later established himself as an adult as the modelizer on Sex and the City and the film Simply Irresistible. Film roles in Behind Enemy Lines and The Recruit populate his resume in the 2000s until he landed the role for which he is best known as Harvey Specter on nine seasons of the series Suits. He was born on the stay in the Bronx in 1972. Olivia Dabo made her film debut as Princess Jenna in Conan the Destroyer, 1984, the same year she co-starred with Bo Derek in Bolero. Bill, I remember when Bolero came out. I, I was bet there. you do, Marco. Yeah, I bet yeah. you do. Uh, later roles included the popular teen movie Crash Course, episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, and Simon and & Simon, and the role for which she's best known as Karen on The Wonder Years. More recently, she was on Law & Order Spe- Special Victims Unit and performed voices in the latest Star Wars film. She is the cousin of Bond girl Miriam Dabo and was born on this day in London, England in 1969. John Hurt grew up in a coal mining village but left to pursue his love of acting, accepted into the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art in 1960, and after graduating enjoyed one of the most successful careers in British stage and film history. Following his breakthrough roles on stage at the Edinburgh Film Festival and Wyndham Theatre, he made his mark on film in a small role in the Oscar-winning A Man for All Seasons and in the lead in John Huston's Sinful Davy. Then in the 70s, earned his first Oscar nomination for Midnight Express, gave his most famous performance as the worst-ever case of heartburn in Ridley Scott's Alien, then (laughs) earned a second Oscar nomination for The Elephant Man in 1980. Many iconic roles followed, including 1984, The Field, Rob Roy, Contact, V for Vendetta, Melancholia, Snowpiercer, and Jackie. His last film, Damascus Cover, was released in 2017, the same year he died at the age of 77. He was born on this day in Chesterfield, England, in 1940. Bill, I never know how to say this person's last name. Uh, I always say Jarmush, but a lot of people say Jarmush. Okay, I'm going to say it like you, Jim Jarmush. Well, whatever it is, he has been a favorite of independent film fans since the beginning of his career. His 1984 breakthrough, Stranger Than Paradise, an instant cult classic that won the Camera d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival. His actual first film was Permanent Vacation, but he later abandoned it following his first hit with Down by Law then Mystery Train, Night on Earth, and Dead Man, and won second place at Cannes for Broken Flowers in 2005. More recently, he made the vampire film Only Lovers Left Alive, and based on that title, Bill, I would watch that film. I don't know if you've seen it. It's so good. Is it? Oh, okay. I'm going to put that. I saw it at TIFF, and he was there. It was wonderful. Yeah. Okay, is it is it like everything that you want in a vampire movie, or is it one of these uh, nobody gets bitten, there's no blood, everybody's fine kind of films? You know what? I'm just going to let you watch it, and then you okay. tell me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Adam Driver vehicle, Patterson, and the zombie film, The Dead Don't Die. He was born on this day in Akron, Ohio, in 1953. Piper Laurie was an ingenue in the 50s who got so sick of being in movies like Son of Ali Baba and The Golden Blade that she once put a script she received on her barbecue and lit it on fire. She had the rare opportunity to play a dark, serious role in The Hustler with Paul Newman and was nominated for an Academy Award for the role, but at that point had walked away from her lucrative Hollywood contract and with the offers not coming in, quit acting to focus on civil rights activism and efforts against the war in Vietnam. 
1976, she was convinced to play the character of the insane Bible-thumping Margaret White in the horror film Carrie, for which she received a second Oscar nomination. And she worked steadily after that point, co-starring with Mel Gibson in Tim and revealing in her autobiography that they had a brief affair. Starring Ooh. on episode, I know, and she that was him at his hottest too, so congratulations. Um, <laughs> starring on episodes of The Thornbirds and receiving a third Oscar nomination for Children of a Lesser God in 1986. In the late 80s, she appeared on Twin Peaks, episodes of Frasier and Will and Grace, and is still working at 88, recently in the film White Boy Rick, and this year on an episode of Carcerum. She was born on this day in Detroit in 1932. Can I just say, when the Thornbirds came out on television, I remember it being such a big thing, being a kid, and my parents yeah. watching it like it was their job. Yeah, my, my, my exactly the same. My mom and my sister were holed up in my mom's room, like huddled around that TV, uh, watching it when it was on. And I've never seen it. I think that's Richard Chamberlain, right? Yeah, it is. And and Barbara Stanwyck, I think, yes. one of her last great roles. it as a kid with Falcon Crest, because to me, I've never seen either. And so right. to me, they were all, you know, anyway, so I have to catch up on these. But yeah, I, I need to watch it because I remember it being such a big thing when I was a kid and I couldn't understand it. But anyways. Well, miniseries were quite the event back then, because, of course, you could there was no PVR. Right. And there was right. no staggered broadcast or anything. If you missed it, you, you missed it and it was gone. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was an even bigger deal to be home for these things. Oh, most definitely. Well, Balthasar Getty is part of the famed Getty family. His father's kidnapping was recently the subject of a film called All the Money in the World, and his grandfather was business tycoon J. Paul Getty. Balthasar made his film debut in the updated adaptation of the classic novel Lord of the Flies in 1990, going on to appear in Young Guns 2, Natural Born Killers, and Lost Highway. In 2003, he appeared on six episodes of Charmed, later co-starred on Alias, and then was one of the co-stars in the hit series Brothers and Sisters. Most recently, he was on the Twin Peaks reboot. He was born on this day in Los Angeles, California in 1975. And he's so ugly. I can never get over it. How can you be that rich and not be attractive? Oh, really? Yeah. I need to see what he looks like. So many girls my age say they remember being in love with him when they were teenagers, but I think it's just because like he looked like he would kidnap you and take you away on a motorcycle. I don't think it was because he was actually handsome. Okay. You know? He has beady eyes. Yeah, I never, I don't know. I don't like him. No. I don't like him. Get rid of him. Moving on. Okay. Christopher Masterson has been acting since he was eight years old, making his film debut in singles and later gaining fame for his role of Francis on the hit series Malcolm in the Middle. He has appeared in a handful of films and television shows since, transitioning into DJing in the 2010s and playing celebrity poker to raise money for an anti-psychiatry advocacy group established in 1969 by the Church of Scientology. He is the brother of that 70s show actor Danny Masterson, who was this year arrested and charged in connection with three rape allegations. Christopher has not, but I'm sure he's also a fun piece of work, although he's, he's cuter. Uh, and he was born on this day in Long Island, New York in 1980. Oh, man, I got to see what this guy looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm just taking a look here. Oh, this guy. Oh, he looks so clean cut. Oh, yeah. oh, this guy from that show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Anyways, um, Seymour Cassell studied acting at the American Theater Wing and at the Actors Studio before making his film debut in John Cassavetti's directorial debut, Shadows, which led to a long collaboration between the two of them. Cassell was nominated for an Oscar in Cassavetti's Faces in Faces rather in 1968, later appearing in The Killing of a Chinese Bookie, Minnie and Moskowitz, Opening Night, and Love Streams, while also appearing in the films The Last Tycoon, The Jazz Singer, 
Honeymoon in Vegas, It Could Happen to You, and the Wes Anderson films Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, and The Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou. His last film was Lucky Dog in 2015, though he shot another that is set to be released next year, two years after his death at the age of 84. He was born on this day in Detroit in 1935. Conrad Veidt was a star of early German cinema in the 1920s, appearing in the timeless classics The Hands of Orlok, Different from the Others, and the film that defined German expressionism for decades to come, The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. He fled his native country to escape Nazi persecution after he wrote that he was Jewish on employment forms. He himself was actually not Jewish, but his wife was. Coming to Hollywood, he played a series of stereotypical villains before playing the roles that would make him famous forever, as the villain Jafar in The Thief of Baghdad, as Joan Crawford's co-conspirator in A Woman's Face, and as Major Heinrich Strasser in Casablanca. After that, he only made one more film, Above Suspicion, in 1943, but died of a heart attack at the age of 50 before it was released. He was born on this day in Berlin in 1893. And Southern went from... Southern? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Even though it doesn't have the U. Okay. And Southern went from Broadway to California, working in bit parts in movies before singing with Columbia Pictures. Then when they dropped her after films like... Let's Fall in Love, and Kid Millions, she went to MGM. Among her most famous films at the top of her career are Brother Orchid and the Oscar-winning A Letter to Three Wives. In the 50s, she worked in television, winning Emmy Awards for her roles on Private Secretary and The Ann Southern Show. She continued to work until her final film, The Whale, Oh, sorry, The Whales of August in 1987. Was that a good film, Bill? The Whales of August? Um, It's a lovely film. It's okay. not something that'll blow your mind, but it's really lovely. Well, she was nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for that film. She retired after this success and lived until 2001 when she died at the tender age of 92. She was born on this day in Valley City, North Dakota in 1909. Um, Amanda should see The Whales of August. It's very okay. New Englandy. It's about old oh. ladies on the coast in New England. They're in like Maine or, or Massachusetts, something like that. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll write that down. I've, so far, I've written two shows since okay. we started recording. Great. Okay. Great, great, great. Guy Fieri is an American restaurateur, author, and an Emmy Award-winning television presenter. He co-owns three restaurants in California, licenses his name to restaurants in New York City and Las Vegas, Nevada, and is known for hosting various television series on the Food Network. By mid-2010, the Food Network had made Fieri the face of the network. In 2010, the New York Times reported that Fieri brought an element of rowdy mass-market culture to American food television, and that his primetime shows attract more male viewers than any others on the network. He has been nominated for five Emmys and is currently the host of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. He was born on this day in Columbus, Ohio in 1968. You know, Bill, on paper, I wouldn't like him, but I've heard so many great stories about what a nice guy this oh, person nice. is. Yeah. Yeah, that I've grown to like him. It's, it's like everyone on those frosted tips. I know. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <clears throat> what are you going to do? Angela Winkler is one of the most respected stage and movie actresses in Germany. Her career often interrupted for long periods to focus on raising her children, as well as committing to her second career, restoring decayed houses. Her career became a force to be reckoned with when she took the lead role in the 1975 political thriller The Last Honor of Katharina Bloom, followed by the 1979 Oscar winner for Best Foreign Language Film, The Tin Drum. More recently, she appeared in Clouds of Sils Maria with Juliette Binoche, the popular Netflix series Dark, and the remake of Suspiria. 
She was born on this day in Templin, Germany in 1944. D.W. Griffith set out to become an actor, but was unsuccessful at breaking into theater, settling instead for the brand new medium of the motion picture. He soon turned to directing and became one of the architects of the art form of the motion picture, a legacy focused on his co-creating United Artists and on one film that affected the rest of the century. A four-hour-long adventure celebrating the heroism of the Ku Klux Klan, saving the country from the evils of freed slaves, Birth of a Nation inspired the creation of the film industry, convincing future investors that movies were a worthwhile business venture. The film's use of such techniques as iris shots, Cross-cutting, flashbacks, and most of all, close-ups affected storytelling in films forevermore. Griffith was shocked when the film was protested by the NAACP and accused of racism, Anyway, (laughs) pouring a great deal of the money he made on it into his next film, Intolerance, which was meant to be an exploration of injustice through the ages. It bombed, and despite having made over 500 films in his career, including Broken Blossoms, Mother and the Law, and Romance of Happy Valley, he never had as big a success again, retiring in 1931. He was given an honorary Oscar for his career achievement in 1936 and died in 1948 at the age of 73. He was commemorated on a U.S. postal stamp in 1975, and he was born on this day in LaGrange, Kentucky in 1875. Diana Douglas was born Diana Dill, the daughter of the Attorney General of Bermuda, who attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts classes in 1941. She made two uncredited appearances before her official film debut in Let's Live Again in 1948. Her name changed following her marriage to actor Kirk Douglas. Um, So she changed her name to Douglas, is that right? That's when she changed it, right? Okay. Uh, By the time they divorced in the early 50s, they had two children, one of them future Oscar winner Michael Douglas, and the other one no one talks about. (laughs) Diana continued to work through the years on film and television on episodes of Flipper, Naked City, and The Cowboys, and the films The Star Chamber, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Jaws of Satan. In 2003, she and Kirk played husband and wife with Michael as their son in the film It Runs in the Family. Her last appearance was on an episode of ER in 2008 before her death in 2015 at the tender age of 92. She was born on this day in Devonshire, Bermuda in 1923. Tamara Davis is a director who began working in music videos for Depeche Mode, The Smiths, The Bangles, and New Kids on the Block before making her film debut with Gun Crazy in 1992 and scoring her first hit with the Adam Sandler comedy Billy Madison in 1995. Since then, she has continued to work in music videos, films, and television on episodes of My Name is Earl, Everybody Hates Chris, and Grey's Anatomy. Last year, she directed episodes of Dead to Me and The Politician. She currently has two movies in pre-production and was born on this day in California in 1962. Bill, of those four bands you mentioned, Depeche Mode, The Smiths, The Bangles, and New Kids on the Block, I went to all but one of their concerts. Can you guess the band whose concert I did not go to? Smiths. Nope, the Bangles. Oh, interesting. I thought maybe the Smiths would have been too far back for you. Oh, actually, you're right. I went to go see, um, what's his name from the Smiths? Not the actual Smiths. Um, the lead singer there. What's his name? The crazy, Morrissey. I'd love to see the Bangles live. I know that they're written off as a pop girl group, but they're actually, those girls can rock. Yeah, they can. They really Much can. more so than the Go-Go's. Everyone, you know, jizzes over the Go-Go's, but I think the Bangles are I so much better. those girls were actually like, they, those girls are like the monkeys to me. I don't know that I think yeah, of those musicians the way I do the Bangles. And did you see that documentary on them? No, I didn't. It's, 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 I don't know if it's on Prime or whatever, but we watched it and I was like, Ugh, 
I just hate them more after seeing <laughs> it. I mean, I kind of like them. They have a couple songs that I like. I like Belinda Carlisle a lot, although her yoga album wasn't really my thing. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway. <laughs> oh, anyways, listen, that was Born on This Day. Hope but you enjoyed it. I did. Didn't sing. Right, I hope everyone enjoyed it anyway. Okay, thanks, Bill. All right, see you tomorrow. <laughs>